Hi friends, and welcome to another episode of the Elizabeth Experience Apocalypse Edition. So on this episode, I sat down with my really good friend, fellow during the crisis, mask maker, uh, actress, and multi-hyphenate creative, Sally Harvey Anderson. And we just wanted to have a chat about how we're really managing and what's happening during the pandemic and what it's like to be someone whose livelihood depends on film when the entire film industry is shut down and we are both out of work and what we're doing to make it happen and how we're wondering what other people are doing. And we just want more transparency. So we're giving you some here on this episode. I hope that you enjoy it. Here we go. Hi, I hit record on this podcast. This very casual podcast. It's a um, casual cast. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I feel like we're already off to a good start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I forget about because I've been so. Uh, to those of you out in the world, I slept bad. I was taking pictures of face masks and with a lot of glitter makeup. I took four melatonin gum- gummies, and then just crawled under a pillow and four because <laughs> i <laughs> have you overdose on melatonin no but you shouldn't although apparently my dad in the early days of uh in the early days of freaking rona of the rona mm-hmm. my dad sent me this thing that talks about how melatonin kills coronavirus so maybe <laughs> <laughs> did he get it from donald trump <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where he got it, but it seemed pretty legit. It was a very scientific article. Like, it was so scientific that I think I passed out in the middle of reading it. <laughs> I did, because I was like, I was like, these are a lot of words, and I don't have time to look them up. <laughs> but anyways, what this is my problem with melatonin. I don't think the melatonin gummy vitamins are that strong, because when I take, mm-hmm. like, the melatonin little pills, um... I can't, I have to stop taking it usually because I get nightmares. I have dreams that are so fucking weird. Mm. So powerfully strange. And like, mm-hmm. gra- like, did you ever watch Ren and Stimpy when you were a kid? Yeah, I did not like it. Okay. Because I can't eat, because I would be eating. <laughs> yeah, I can't experience gross things while I'm eating. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. And you know how Ren and Stimpy, it would go from being like, it had this weird thing where it, It'd be a cartoon and it'd be funny. And then they'd go for like an extreme close up of yeah, like. Yeah, they would do it really fast. Yeah, yeah and it was, it was very su- alarming. Yeah, and yeah. graphic and, and like suddenly. Hairy. Everything yeah. was like hairy and fuzzy. <laughs> Nasty. Did you watch the fucking hairball episode? Do you remember that one know. where like. Oh my God, if y'all haven't watched Ren and Stimpy, I don't know, YouTube it. It's an epic show from my youth. It was on Nickelodeon. But. Jeez. Anyways, so you know, the close ups on Ren and Stimpy, that's mm-hmm. like my melatonin dreams. They're oh, really, God. they're not like, like, it, they're very strange because they're, they're simultaneously vivid. Like yeah. I remember them and they're intense and the subject matter is usually like very intense, but mm-hmm. also like the aesthetics of them mm. feels edgy and like, it's like Ren and Stimpy-esque. It's like a like, Tim Burton yeah this is directing your dream yeah but i don't even know if it's tim burton it's more like freaking um the dude who directed black swan is directing my dreams oh ooh, it's I like think of who that is the, yeah there's what aaron aronofsky aaron 
Anyways, dude, yeah, I can't watch his stuff. I need to watch Mother Earth, but his stuff, when I watch Requiem for a Dream, I literally, I could never watch it again. And I would have flashbacks from that movie for freaking literally no. a month. It's just. His shit's a little it's traumatizing. very heavy. Yeah, yeah. It's just really hard to watch. You just feel anxious. Yeah. The whole time. And like, it is a beautiful story, but. There's it's artists, hard to watch. It's Yeah, it's fascinating to me when there's artists who are really... I don't know what to do with it when people are... They're simultaneously brilliant and their shit's beautiful and, like, mind-blowing. But also it, like, disturbs you to no end and leaves yeah. you with no hope. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with you. Like, I, on one hand, I want to admire you. But on the other hand, I want to punch your face. <laughs> I think that art is more <laughs> meant to be, like, examined yeah like enjoyed you know it's like a whole different kind of it's like a different category of like entertainment that's fair you know uh spoken like a real fucking english professor english professor you have Mm -hmm. your master's in english right? got my master's in english literature with a track in creative writing fucking masters i mastered it Are you a master of anything? I am a master of English literature. Of a language I already spoke that all of us speak. I mastered it more than you. More than just kidding. (laughs) No, but I feel like you do. It's funny that like I'm just having so much fun riffing right now. Like we're we're supposed to be having an honest conversation about the pandemic, about being an artist during the pandemic. But fuck it. We'll Mm -hmm. get to that later. I want to talk about the fact that whenever I like when you do speak because you it's one i mean i have a lot of favorite things about you but i'll just say it's Mm. one of my favorite things one of the many favorite things about sally is that um you you will say things that are these like subtle intelligent humor things they're like these very like I don't even know how, they're jokes that are these, like, they're like a joke inside of a joke inside of a joke. <laughs> like a joke, uh, what are those little Russian dolls? Yes! A joke, um, whatever those things are, yeah. What are those? I think they're just called a Russian doll. A Russian you know doll. I have a there's Russian like a little, doll, like, on my freaking... Like, there's a, there's a Russian name for Like them. a Chinooshka? I don't know. Chinooshka something. I hope that's not a bad a... word. I hope I didn't offend anyone. <laughs> but, <they're>... yeah. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, thank you. But you're welcome. But then, but you say shit that's super intelligent. It's like the kind of shit that you'd only say if you had a firm grasp. And I'm always like, that fucking Sally, like, she is a fucking master of English. Yeah, wordsmith. (laughs) That's true. Mm -hmm. Doesn't Um, always help me, but it at least is entertaining. And sometimes I sound smart. But it's helping you a little bit. It is. Like, you know, getting, like my job, Mm -hmm. you know? In pandemic times. In the pandemic times, I'm able to take an online class um, or teach an online class. Yeah. Whereas uh, before I had stopped teaching on, I had stopped teaching English because I was acting a lot. Yeah. And now your girl is not acting much. We ain't doing anything. That's a good, that's a good time for me to segue into Mm -hmm. being an artist during the pandemic. I mean, I think we'll have a casual convo about it, but like. But the whole reason that I wanted to record this is that, I don't know, is that, and I, again, maybe I'm just being a a dweeb because I have been, like, working probably, like, 70 to 100 hours a week for the past, like, literally over a month. I I haven't had a single day off. Even on my days off, I'm just making masks. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I should go to the beach. And I'm like, oh, wait, I have all these orders to fill. Yeah. Guess I'll make masks for 12 hours today. But, um... 
I, so I'm not consuming any, like I'm like not watching anybody's Instagram. I'm not mm-hmm. looking at anything. So who knows? Maybe I'm totally off base. Maybe there's a lot of people talking about this shit and I'm just not seeing them or observing it. But um, I, at least moderately on social, like I just observed that there were two things that I saw. Some people just like go dark. Which I get. Mm-hmm. Like, some people are just like, fuck this. Like, bye. Yeah, they're just like, bye. Like, like, the Homer Simpson going into the bushes. <laughs> that meme. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. Which I respect. Like, when people, like, I saw some people just ghosted themselves off of social, and I just was like, I was like, fucking cheers yeah. to you, bro. Like, yeah. like, what other moves can you make? And then there's two, you said. So what's the other one? <laughs> well, well, there's probably more than two. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, <clears throat> some people are being very honest and real. And they're just like, dude, I'm fucking mm-hmm. sad. I'm having a hard time. Yeah. Um, but then there's like, I've observed that there's like, there's a realm of people that are kind of like, la, 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 la. Like, <laughs> this is how you quarantine. Yeah. You're like, going to make a like, a lemon tart. <laughs> and then use it, use the batter for a face mask. And then... You can like bring it to your neighbors and like, yeah. And you can use the scraps in your compost pile. <laughs> you just summed it up exactly. <laughs> this is, yeah. That's exactly mm-hmm. that. Like, ex- and like, listen, dude, like, I mean, I was thinking about it like I it was like boiling my noodles upstairs, being like podcast. <laughs> Sounds like a euphemism. I was boiling my noodles. <laughs> I was. You were boiling your noodles upstairs. I was, yeah, I was yeah. Bo- so I was boiling my noodles upstairs, like pondering the podcast. And I was like, well, I'm not out in these streets trying to like tell anybody what the fuck they should do. No, because nobody knows. Nobody knows. No. I do think there's general guidelines and practices that are mm-hmm. probably good advice. Like, you know, try not to become an alcoholic. Uh yeah and um yeah and maybe and sleep it, and... you know what i um when we were making masks like really heavily i was mm-hmm. sharing content about mask safety yeah 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 because i was like well you know this seems relevant it seems responsible yeah you know like yeah. not that i'm some we are some like mask expert or something <laughs> but it seems like okay this is relevant to the this thing that we're putting out there exactly exactly yeah so it's like but i don't know i just was like i guess it's just been weird for me a little bit because there's some like because I'm just I have all these questions and granted I'm very into being ultra transparent on social media because I just yeah. because I do have it's not like I don't have like a million followers but I have mm-hmm. fucking 13,000 you know like, 13,000 human I got a few people I got a few fans yeah. like I've got peeps so um I just think that I just like to be transparent because it just makes me feel free to be myself mm-hmm. and I'm not hiding anything. So like for me, yeah. um, I mean, I talked about it a lot in the last episode, but like I fucking got a job at a grocery store. It was like one of the mm-hmm. first things I remember like two days in when everything originally shut down, like when it, I think it was when we first got issued the safer at home order. Mm-hmm. And I remember like my dad called me, he was like, how are you? Mm-hmm. Cause everybody knew it was like as an actor, and film because, you know, I do acting and I do styling and uh, photography. Every Basically, every the productions just stopped. Yeah, everything mm-hmm. stopped. And I hadn't had an audition for a long time. But when the Safer at Home came, it was like, okay, like, fucking closed. Like, we're, we're done. And you are, 
you know, besides everything that you do as an actor, you also teach acting. Mm-hmm. You were at a studio, which... Yeah, which closed. Are they fully... Well, maybe you can't disclose that, but... You know, I'm doing... Um... I'm doing one-on-ones online, mm-hmm. and um, you know some acting studios are doing classes online for like a cheaper rate, sure through Zoom. Um, and we haven't done that yet. Um, so they they want to wait until they can reopen in person, which I get. You yeah, know? that's um, fair. So you know they're going to be kind of rolling things out in phases and maybe doing smaller classes or, you know. And then, fa- well, I think that's what's tough is that, like, we just, nobody knows mm-hmm. what the fuck's going to happen. And I, yeah. and I remember, like, my dad called me, I think he texted me, like, that morning and he was like, apply for unemployment, get on food stamps. Like, that, that mm-hmm. was, like, my dad who was not, like, he's not about, I don't want to invalidate anyone who, who was receiving aid or applied for aid so yeah i'm getting unemployment Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. and a ton of my my jobs right now dude a ton of my friends Mm -hmm. are you know getting unemployment food and that was like my first thought i was like shit like i i want to make sure i get food and i was like sailing advice Mm -hmm. and then i and then i was like i don't for some reason at least me personally i felt like the most secure thing i could do um was to get a job i was like okay grocery stores those are essential Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get a job at a grocery store and for whatever reason, because I was like almost scared, I was like, if I get on unemployment or get food stamps, I don't know if that's going to be stable. Yeah, uh, or when you're going to get it. Exactly. Yeah. And Mine I was like, just came through. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm about to like start teaching in May. So yeah. It's like, well, but I'll get the back. I get the back pay, but still. Exactly. Yeah. And it's less, and it's like mm-hmm. I just didn't. So I was like, okay. So I like literally went. I wrote a letter. I wish I had my fucking letter. I wrote this yeah. like really nice letter to Aldi um, mm-hmm. and to Kroger because I have two grocery stores like a mile away from my house. And yeah. so I went to Aldi and I went to Kroger and um, I was like, gave them both a letter and then at Aldi and then I applied online. And then I literally went to fucking Aldi every single day yeah. or not. I went every single week for four weeks until I finally got hired. And I was like, they sent me, they were doing wow. temp work. That's what's funny. People are like, are they hiring? I'm like, yeah, but like getting a job. You gotta go in. And I think that this is just a sidebar, but like I do want to say that like one thing that I was thinking about in regards to the subject of just work and getting a job Mm -hmm. that like never changes is that whether it's a movie set or it's a fucking writing gig or it's a styling job or it's a grocery store or it's a restaurant, like all the same rules apply and that yeah. like you got to show up and be That's polite right. and be mm-hmm. respectful. Like I didn't show up and harass the manager. I just yeah. like politely waited. And if they weren't there mm-hmm. and I was like, cool, when can I come back? And then I would come back. They'd be like, come back at 10 o'clock on Monday. So I'd show up 10 o'clock on Monday, write down the manager's name in my phone. But I was just super intent. I think I had this, I was telling my friend last night that like I had this super I was like, what if this shit goes full Handmaid's Tale? Like, this grocery store might be my only freedom. Like, that was literally... Because for me, it was like, it was financial, but it was also like, dude, if I'm going to be in my home... Oh, god, I didn't know if shit was going to go, like, Italy style. Like, I didn't know mm-hmm. if we were going to be forced... I don't want to say forcibly, but I just... I wasn't sure how far restrictions were going to go. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be able to be in the world. And so I mm-hmm. felt like, to me a grocery store offered me a form of like emotional and financial safety that mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if I can get this anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Cause I had friends and they were like, you could do social media consulting and you could do this and that. 
And sure, I could have created an online fucking course about how to take your own picture yeah. and tried to sell it for a dollar. But I was just like, I don't want to fucking worry about how to market myself as an artist. Especially, the... it's hard to think. Yes. When there's all this, the chaos and the, the not knowing, it makes it really hard to create stuff. Yes. And like, I mean... yeah, that's such a good point. And when I feel like, I mean, fuck, like we had, we had come, we had rolled right off the tornado Mm. So, like, I was already had a lot of adrenaline, just actual adrenaline in my body mm-hmm. from the tornado. I hadn't been sleep, And I'm usually a power. Like, I don't have sleep issues. But, like, I was, like, not sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the pandemic hit. So I had, like, two weeks where I wasn't really sleeping. Yeah. I was in, like, a lot. My body was in. I didn't eat. Um, mm. I wasn't hungry. I, like, literally lost five pounds. And that, that's pretty unusual for me. Um, yeah. And I was... Yeah, I think like you said, I was in a lot of like mental and physical shock of just like, and so I just didn't want to have to be like, what's my brand? You know what I mean? Right. Like when you feel so like irrelevant, it just feels like yeah, it, yeah. At, at a time like this, like going to the grocery store, that's something tangible. Yeah, and like yes, people need food and they need products, and I can go be around other humans and wipe off their car and be like, here you go, ma'am. You know, like. Whereas, like, helping someone with their brand and all that stuff, it's very, like, esoteric and it's not something you can touch yeah, hold. And I just felt like, I remember, like, like right after it all started, too, I had this interview. I think I'd had my first weekend shift at a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And I had an interview with a podcast. And I was ready to go balls out on the podcast and just be yeah. like, bleh, like, be very real. And yeah. then we ended up going a route that was very, like, Elizabeth Donaldson's a successful actress. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, I mean... Yeah, when there's acting actually happening. I know, when there's not a global pandemic. Yeah. It's chill, but um, I don't know. Like, I it, scratch these boobs. Yeah, dude, here, I'll scratch mine. We'll do boob scratching. We're on Instagram Live, too, so we're just, we're scratching our boobs. Sometimes you got to scratch that. Dude, dust. sometimes you do. I almost want to say something that I just shouldn't. It's going to be, it's too much. <laughs> okay, don't. It's do too it. much. Don't. I don't I'll know. T- I'm going to whisper it. You could. I'll, was, I'll cut it out. I was like, this is going to be so funny. <laughs> you know how sometimes when you're like alone, you just like run around with no shirt on because sure. you just at your home. I don't even, sometimes I get hot. I'm like, I'm oh, fucking yeah. hot. Oh, yeah. As soon as I get home, everything comes off. Yeah. Then I look down. One of the dudes in the had just gone rogue. It had just gone rogue. He'd just gone rogue. <laughs> and it was like, I was like, how did I miss that? Like, he was just like, it was a full, like, whisker situation. <laughs> just, like, real. <laughs> Man, aging. I'm telling you. <laughs> Anyways, I handled it. But I was just like, wow. Like a woman. There you go. <laughs> wow. Did you let anything go? I mean, you, like, live with your man. Mm-hmm. I am very single. Uh, did you let anything go? Like, did you have any, like, during the pandemic, like, did you, like, stop bathing or, like, mm. live in sweatpants or have any things like that? I don't know if I, I did. Yeah, I, I definitely had a- there were there have been different phases for me. There mm-hmm. was like the like 
we're gonna panic and make comedy was like at the beginning that's what <laughs> that was my first fucking right yeah. right when the shutdown happened i literally mm-hmm. i had like 800 dollars left and a little bit of like mm-hmm. maybe like a month's worth of money coming in from projects on the way yeah <laughs> i fucking went on amazon and spent 200 dollars on on costumes for a comedy show that I wanted to create with <laughs> yeah. you on hazmat suits. Yeah. Fucking Which I love. We still need to use those. Again. We still we do. Use them again. I love the hazmat suits. Oh my, the whole look and the welcome to the future, which I never even edited. Like, well, it's, it's like, okay, well, that's the thing is it's just so hard to think right now. Yeah. I just, especially then when mm-hmm. it was like so fresh and so new and how are we going to eat? And what's going to happen? Yeah. Well, and then you we know. went on the mask tangent. Yeah. Then we started making masks, which, <laughs> which was like, I think more than we both. A little more than we bargained for. Which I'm happy for it. I'm fucking... Yeah, it was it was good. It was a little cash. Mm-hmm. It was something to do. It felt productive. Yeah. Like we were helping people. It felt super it felt right. Good. Yeah. Well, and yeah. that's that's another thing that I think... I don't know, that like... That I have found in terms of like navigating through the pandemic is like... And I think everybody has a different solution that works for them. I mean, mm-hmm. fuck, dude. Maybe some people acting super normal is is therapeutic for them. I don't know and I'm yeah. not I don't want to try to judge people. I just want to be transparent myself, but like um I don't know, there there's something that's felt like because it's such a unique situation. Mm-hmm. Um for me at least it's been really important to just try to do what feels exceptionally relevant and useful like in that moment. You mm-hmm. know, like and not focusing on like long-term goals and yeah we've had to, a lot of us we've had to kind of let that go for now for yes now. not forever yeah not for but it's true because yeah. it's like because you have thoughts like uh what's the economy going to be like mm-hmm. um and granted i am a believer and i have discovered because fuck like i literally started a, ma- a mask business and that's mm-hmm. been going really fucking well yeah. but it's been weird for me because like this year i thought my expectations for this year was that I was going to be Elizabeth Donaldson filmmaker mm-hmm. and be writing, directing, and shooting all my own short films. I was mm-hmm. lined up to do that. You and I were writing a short film. Yeah, we I were like... quit taking, teaching English. Yeah. I was ready to just be an artist. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, and that's... And I keep... Like, I had just written in November this blog uh, where I was like, explained my seven years of hustle and like... How I was finally, like, I remember, like, all fucking year, like, the entire year before this happened, I used to have, like, like, several times a week, I'd literally cry from joy because I was so. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've had that, too. Yeah. Right? Like, I was like, sure. I work so hard. Come so far, I work so hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you, when you really do, like, because as an artist, you have to, like, grind for a long time. Yes. Before there's really any, like, fruit yep. that you can pick. Yep. Um, and when it starts paying off, even if it's like in small ways, yeah, you can get a lot of joy from that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And just even, I mean, it's such a gift to be able to, you know, it's tough. I see a lot of friends of mine who like in the film industry posting things like just how much they miss set. And we, I, yeah, this is a common thing that most people who work in film will say that the worst day on set is still the best day. Mm -hmm. Like, well, and there's like a meme that I saw that I really appreciated that was like, that was like nine to five, nah. Twelve hour set. It was like Drake, and it was like nine to five, 
Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He was like making a face like, no, thank you. And then it was like 12 hour set days. And he was like, had this big smile and open yeah. arms. And I was like, but that's. It's like that, though, because it's like we we work probably so much harder, I feel like, than yeah. people who aren't who are in those traditional nine to fives, because like we have to. Yeah. But, but we do it because we love it. And it's one. Well, so it's it's interesting. like this whole grind. Yeah. And it's funny. Thing. It's funny, too, because it's like, you know, with nine to fives, like all the freelancers were fucked, basically. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, yeah. it's harder to get unemployment. Yeah, it's a lot of independent contractors. Right. So. Like there's no there's nobody keeping us employed at home. There's no mm-hmm. anybody who works for a company is in a better space. But then it's tough because I think about it and I'm like, well, first of all, how often does the pandemic really fucking happen? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Second of all, I don't think that you should mold your life around creating security for a potential disaster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't regret anything. And in fact, I think that, like, one of the reasons that I'm able to survive right now is because I do have a, a huge, because I'm a freelancer, I've had to learn a lot of skills. And, you know, mm-hmm. I've taught myself marketing and I've taught, I mean, the mm-hmm. only reason that I'm even able to sell the masks at the quantity that I am right now is because literally, and I always think about Gary Vee because he's always like, he before this all happened he was like build your brand build it someday mm-hmm. the economy is going to collapse and you're going to need it yeah and if i didn't have a strong following nobody mm-hmm. would see my designs and yeah. i wouldn't have a source of income yeah you know, i mean i'd have all the but if i hadn't established myself as like a teacher and a coach yeah. and a knower yep. and a consistent good worker then i wouldn't have my online teaching jobs right now yeah yeah mm-hmm. But it's just, I don't know, I, I'm so, I'm just so interested to know, like, what people are up to. Or there's some people yeah. that I'm like. There's different levels of goblin right now. <laughs> goblin is, that's been our word, right? It's been our word. Yeah. It's like, what I kind know. of a goblin are you right Everyone's now? a goblin. Everyone's a goblin in the, in the apocalypse. I was a trash goblin for a while. In the first, I mean, I was really... The first week and a half, the first two weeks of masking, I had to tell my own family to stop calling me because I was I doing. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciated you that you let me be so salty because I was just like. I love gossip. <laughs> well, like, I did. I just had like so many people like it, it was insane as just a small tangent because these are the sorts of areas that I can get into on my podcast that I can never, like what I was saying, the stuff that you can talk about on a podcast that you can't mm-hmm. talk about in a mm-hmm. caption. Like, okay, so with Matt, it's in the other episode if you guys listened, but basically um, I've been making masks, like cloth masks, and Sally's been, Sally helped for like fucking two weeks, like 40 weeks. hours a week, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, about 40, but. You but know, I came during the waking hours. I yeah. woke up. I did some shit around the house. Came make masks. Yeah. Came make masks. Came to make masks. Went home, ate dinner, went to bed. Yeah. For but you beast moded it. I mean, like, yeah. you make it sound like, meh, just kind of like dinker. Like, you were fucking like, cut, cut, yeah. iron, iron. Like, That's taking it. A... Go. Yeah. Yeah. That's we're... how we work. <laughs> we're beasts. Dude. Yeah. It's like what I do in six hours is probably what someone else does in like 12. Yeah. You know? I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we beasted it and we were making cloth masks to donate um, and then also to sell. So, you know, I have an Etsy shop and 
like now I finally gotten ahead of orders and donations enough that I can make some fancy designs and Yay, blah blah blah. They're so pretty. Mm, I know they're cool. Mm-hmm. Um and and so anyways, it's been a whole evolution. But like the first four fucking days, or I would say within the first week, I had four hundred orders on my hands. And I when I originally started, I was like. I think I'd been like, I think I'm going to make some ass to donate. And you were like, yeah, that'd be fun. I was like, I want to do it. That sounds great. I want to help because I've been talking to my friend who's a doctor who's like, we need masks so bad. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, I wish I could sew. And then it, come, it was serendipitous. I was like, great. I'll help you make masks. Yeah. I'll like cut and sew and you, I mean, cut and iron, you sew. and Yeah. But then um, we didn't realize how long they would take to make. Yeah. And just like how many, I mean, even at top speed with two of us, I would say top speed somewhere between six to 10 masks an hour. But that was like at beast mode speed. Like, and you can't do that all day. Yeah. Like you, yeah, it's hard to. And so for me, it was intense because I was working at a level where like, if somebody called me, if they messaged me, um, if they needed something from me, like I was like anything that anyone is doing is distracting me from making these masks. And, and I had people who like, needed that I mean it was it it took about two weeks to get through those 400 orders plus donations and it was really intense like I had some people being really high maintenance like Mm -hmm. you know like where's my mask and I need this or like sending a fucking million questions oh I meant to say that I have two kids two of them are for kids Mm -hmm. yeah or like can you send me pictures let's do and I think I think that people thought which is fair I, I say this a lot that like I have a very strong body. That sounds weird, mm-hmm. but it's true. Strong. Body. I do. Well, I I have a like I'm very lucky. I say I, I got strong. strong I say that um the government issued a good model. Like I got mm-hmm. really lucky so I can put myself through through levels of workload that literally yeah. I think would make some people sick or mm-hmm. it would make them pass out or burn out mm-hmm. uh I can not sleep I mean I don't recommend it and and it's I've done it before for extended periods of time and really fucked myself it's over really hard yeah, yeah you can't do that for long no it's not a good yeah, idea and I don't recommend it but I yeah. I am I am able to like withstand a lot of duress yeah <laughs> and so um and so I think that and also like when people think of like making a fabric mask they mm-hmm. think of it as like a little grandma <gasps> sweet <laughs> yeah they don't think Meanwhile, of like you're like a mask goblin I was. Like, <laughs> dude sometimes I wouldn't even shout I wouldn't even go to the bathroom sometimes like I yeah. was like I'd wake up at six in the morning I mean I'm still doing it like and I'm still going pretty fucking hard not just not as hard but yeah. like and so but I think that people thought that it was like, oh, this is cute like what a fun little activity mm-hmm. and I was like I've literally got fucking like these people who need donations, I have these people who were like now their deliveries are late. I mm-hmm. have these people who like I need to make and like I don't have time to send you swatches yeah. for your special order. I don't. Karen. No, <laughs> we don't have that, Karen. Back off. Back off. Mm-hmm. So I was salty some days. Some days yeah, I'd and it was be stressful like, and we didn't there was a lot of uncertainty in the air, obviously. Dude, I was stressed out as fuck. Yeah, my my so. dad was buying me lunch just to make sure I would eat. So sweet. He's such Jack a Jack Donaldson is a real treasure. <sighs> he's a, just a treasure. He's a sweet, sweet little man. The whole family. It's been crazy. I mean, my sister's an ICU nurse. She's like working with COVID patients. Mm-hmm. Like um 
I mean, I guess that's basically that. It's funny. It's I feel like this podcast is is like nice and hi Rigby is nice and light and entertaining, which I actually mm-hmm. think is good. I was like, because it's a weird time now because we're sort of like approaching the end. Like things are yeah. about to open back up. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a little light at the end of the tunnel. It seems it seems like, and it's also we're kind of used to it too. We're kind of yeah. in a routine. Yep. Yep. Which is what helps me the most is if I can get into a routine. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, here's this is here's what's stable. Mm-hmm. These are the stable datums in my life or whatever. Yeah, this is how much I like need to get some work done in order to feel okay at the end of the day. Like even if it's like doing like research or you yeah. know, it's like something that feels productive. I yeah. have to do a certain amount of per day. Yeah, I agree. And then I've been going on long walks. Walks are I'm gonna go on a walk after it's, we do this podcast delicious and delightful <laughs> and del- I want to think of one more delectable no delect delicious delightful and divine divine yeah Ooh. definitely divine yeah yeah I like yeah. that walks are very therapeutic they're yeah. very like emotionally it's, stabilizing been, and like I think it really allows you to process through your emotions mm-hmm. I feel like I've um something I've realized in the quarantine is that I've just been I've been working too much I haven't been able to think sure I haven't been able to like process and like really like I've been working a little too hard and maybe not as smart as I could be yeah um and granted you know whatever but anyway um so I think that walking is like allowing me some time to like process some emotions and thoughts that I just I didn't even have that before yeah or yeah. I wasn't making time for that. I didn't even know I needed to have time for that. Yeah. Well, that's what I think, like, a lot of people, we were talking about this earlier today, that, like, I used to, I, I kept having this sort of looming thought that I felt like I was running on a treadmill that I couldn't mm-hmm. get off of. Yeah. Um, You know, and I think as an artist, especially when you're a professional artist, ironically, you would think that, like, when you've arrived and you are an artist for a living that suddenly your problems are solved, but... But I think it's all an illusion. There is no arrive. Yeah. Because it could go away <laughs> in any moment. Yes. It could. So it's all about creating that stable income. Yes. That, like... Or, like, some cash flow mm-hmm. so that you don't have to worry about it. But when you are worried about it, you can't create. Yeah. It's hard. And then, yeah, and you're always sort of, like... You know, trying to stay on top of it and trying to, mm-hmm. you know, now that we have social media, you're like trying to entertain your audience and mm-hmm. what content am I going to create and what's going to hit and what's going to be popular and can this go viral and let me learn about TikTok and let me fucking yeah, let me go, to the, go to this event and meet this person yes. and if I don't go to this thing, then they're going to think then they're going to hate me and they're not going to ask me to be in their movie or whatever. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like let me fucking network and what's the new thing and la, 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 and what's my brand and which color am I and fucking yeah. all this shit and so it was like too much it can be it can be it very can be. and it, and i think that what it can do is that it can like damage your artistic process oh yeah because you you're so all of your artistic abilities go towards like content 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 these short-term yeah. things and very short-term win yes but it's i mean it's necessary it's i know it's, it's a struggle but it was it's, like it's like if you do it in a, it's like we want to do it in this like disorganized way where it's like oh we're just kind of like surviving yeah but if we can like organize it and get into a good like workflow of like I make all my content on this day sure and, which I've never done I've no. always wanted to do I've never been I've that never bitch that. I don't think I'm ever gonna be that I'm bitch not, yeah there's just a certain level of organization that I yeah. I won't achieve probably ever but I would like to try a little bit more to streamline yeah. It's always a battle for me because I love to organize, but then I'm also mm-hmm. messy. So it's like this sort of 
I feel like like the nature of creation, right, mm -hmm. is that you're like, ba ba ba. Like the nature of creating is messy, and mm -hmm. the nature, even when we're making masks, it's like messy. So and it's I love like, the mess. oh, I love it. Yeah. I just want to hire somebody who I trust who can come clean it up. Yeah. But I mean, you also have to know about organization. But I think it's like something sometimes when I think of like ultimate organization, there's something about it that's very stuck and stopped. Mm. Mm, so okay. it's like I've had times where I focus too much on organization and then I was like, oh, wait, oh, it's too rigid. Maybe. Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, that this... can stop your creative process. For yeah. Sure. So I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is, but I know that like that I have been. It has been nice, and I think a lot of people experience this, to have time. I mean, fuck, like, I'm, I'm like, at home making masks, and I'm working in a grocery store. Like, mm -hmm. there's there's nothing glamorous about my life right now, mm -hmm. other than the glitter eye makeup that I put on last night. Like, Which was lovely. Mm -hmm. It was yep. a great dance party. Mm -hmm. I hope you guys saw it. Oh, my God, my disco dance party. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. But, but yeah, I know it's, but it, you, you have time to think, I mean, at least it's like a grounding time. Yeah. And I don't, and it's like, you. it's nice too. There's something so cool. Like I literally work at the grocery store in my neighborhood. Nobody gives a fuck. Like nobody gives a fuck about me there. And there's something mm -hmm. about that. That's really cool mm -hmm. to just go work yeah. like sling boxes, organize anonymous. Yes. Yeah. And not have to be like every fucking moment, like. I mean, it's not like I am this person, but I think that in, when you work in entertainment, it gets in there, whether oh, yeah. you're vain or not. It's like all this talk about branding and networking and every single moment you're like thinking about it. So it's like there's something that's sort of nice about just having just being humbled all the way mm -hmm. down to where then you can be like, OK, cool. But like, what am I really about? Yeah. Outside of like, I'm Elizabeth Donaldson, the funny person, or like, I'm the redhead. It's a reset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like a reevaluation of priorities and who am I and like, what do I stand for and what's important to me? Yeah. And like, what do I really want to fucking say with my mm -hmm. art? And so I think sometimes, and I thought about this a lot before this all happened, is that if you're always constantly hectically trying to output art every second, like, because of the pressure of it, there's like a fly. I wonder if I the podcast the can hear the fly. Then like, how can you have time to think about what you want to say? You know? Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah. anyways, the it's busyness been... of it can really degrade the quality of what you can create. Yeah. 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 And I feel like to a certain degree, because our culture is so like fast focused that we've lost, like even a lot of times when I'm creating content, I'm always like, think about like there's certain movies that are really great because the ending or the beginning takes like 10 minutes for the movie to even start and they can mm. take time to make this really delicious artistic yeah. which is something that like you can never do on social media you know what I mean mm -hmm. like no it's an art form that to a certain degree like is really lost on a lot of people so mm -hmm. I don't know I'm sort of just going off on a strong tangent but the bottom line is that I don't even know what what I want to be. I just want to be a bad business bitch so that I can like have enough, you know, what uh, resources so that I can go away for like three months to the end of the woods. Yes. Have somebody manage all my shit. Yeah. And not be scared of like, because if I'm scared about what's going to happen when I come out, then um, then the, the whatever I create isn't going to be good. So it's like you have to have that safety in order to really be able to create something that's 
that's larger than a post or for me like a poem or like yeah a, a short a sketch or whatever like if I want to create an entire film a feature film then like that's going to take a lot of focus and energy yeah and feeling safe so that I can leave like reality behind and go into that world that's an interesting I, I agree with that and in a weird way when you say that it makes me think like oh maybe this pandemic has sort of been like a has taught us all that maybe we can fucking do that you know yeah. like it's possible mm-hmm. yeah yeah or i mean i don't even know i mean the pandemic's been weird and stressful and all sorts of things my hair fell out but yeah oh yeah i never finished telling you, you that tell, yeah tell me about the hair falling out well my hair was falling out yeah partially because of my brief my very brief lyme's disease uh but it also fell out uh, it was just falling out from, it was just starting to fall out. Yeah. It was just more coming out in the shower, not yeah. clumps, just more than I was comfortable with. Yeah. So I got this fucking shampoo on Amazon. It's been like, literally dude, like I, I'm like, they showed pictures in the Amazon reviews of people being like, this is how much hair was falling out. And after my first use, only this much is falling out. And I was like, how is that even possible? Like, how can a single shampoo make your hair fall out less in one use? But fucking, what is it? It's just called Biotin something. Oh, I've heard of that. I'll send you the link. It's just cool. like some brand and like the shit's amazing. Cool. And now I have wings of growth. Um, anyways, I feel like I, it's, I looked at the time and I saw that it was time for you to get ready to go. go have dinner with your lovely fiance. My fiance. Mm-hmm. Um, have we even said, have we said anything at all? <laughs> we have, I think. I think we have. Uh, I think this I think is going to good... feel like that. Yeah. Because what, what can you really even say about a pandemic other than like, yeah, I was stressed. I probably drank too much. <laughs> and then I overexercised and then I overate and then I underate and laid on the couch. And we've gone through all of the goblins. Every single one. I definitely made a fucking cocktail out of the vodka that was supposed to be my hand sanitizer. That's fucking that's amazing it was but i won't recommend it because it was the cheapest vodka i could find oh god and i like i only had a single cocktail because i'm not a big drinker i wasn't trying to get bombs but i was i had a single cocktail felt pretty (laughs) i took a bath and watched the oa and was really feeling (laughs) myself i was i was like and then on the show i mean dude oa season two is amazing but then I had a really fucking shit ass hangover the next day. Mm-mm. So don't drink yeah. your hand sanitizer. The expensive stuff. Don't drink really. I mean, gives don't. You a better hangover. Mm-hmm. Or a less of a hangover. That's true. So if you're going to drink, be rich. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Or just fine. So, just take a walk. Just instead. take a walk instead of. Al- alcohol is actually, it's, it is poison. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's delicious fair. poison. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I'm not going to argue <laughs> with that. I know. Uh, on that note, friends. Um, I hope that you found this. I don't even know. We have no advice for you. Um, mm-hmm. And we have no directions for you. But uh, no. we just wanted to talk uh, about what we're doing. And, um, you know, we're hopefully we'll all get to the end of this soon. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on the Elizabeth Experience. Sally, where can people, if people who may not know who you are, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, um, Sally Harvey Anderson. Um, you can pretty much find me on all the platforms with that handle. Um, on Twitter, it's Sally Harvey and just because uh, there's not enough letters available. <laughs> I've got a real long name. It's extra. It's a whole thing. I love it, though. It's I remember it. And as a side note, 
not to step into your introduction, but everyone, you should just brand yourself as your fucking name. This is just a side. It's, Please. it's a social media pet peeve of mm -hmm. mine. Please. Because I cannot tell you how many people that I met once at a party and then I forgot their name and yeah. then their Instagram handle and then they changed their name and they changed their Instagram handle. Yeah. And then one day I've literally had this happen numerous times where I straight up like, you know, when the pandemic ends. And I want to hire people when I'm no mm -hmm. longer slinging groceries. Um, I will go on to Instagram because I want to hire someone to pay them good money mm -hmm. for a gig. And I can't remember their name. And I can't remember their fucking esoteric, hard to remember handle. Yeah. And then they don't get hired. So just please make your handle easy to remember because you literally could be losing work. And Lord mm -hmm. knows uh, in this. Um, we all need it. We all fucking need the work. So just. That's all. That's yeah. my tip of the day. That's my tip for you. Um, guys, it's been real. We love you. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Stay blessed. Thank you for listening to the Elizabeth Experience. I hope you got something out of it. And I hope that you join us for the next episode where I'm going to be discussing the apocalypse again with another filmmaker friend, Nathan Thompson. Stay tuned. And hey, if you don't know where to find me, uh, I'm Elizabeth Donaldson. Elizabeth with an S, E-L-I-S. Well, it's the name of the freaking podcast, but... Elizabeth, E-L-I-S-A-V-E-T-H, Donaldson, D-O-N-A-L-D-S-O-N. Just Google that shit and you'll find me all over the internet. Um, also Instagram, uh, at Elizabeth.Donaldson. There's a link tree on there with links to all the things. If you want to buy a mask, go to my Etsy shop. Uh, it's Monarch Clothing on Etsy. And, um... Yeah, I hope that you guys are killing it. I hope that you guys are surviving. I think we're coming out of the dark on this one, and I'll join you next week. Bye.